Due to the graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. We are recording. Um, what do you reckon the longest wee piss you've ever done, Warren? Hmm. I'll just make a hot chocolate for us, Warren. Because you know how people estimate time frames, and it's often an overestimation. Yeah, yeah. Because the in the moment, you always feel like it's forever. Yeah. But then if you were to count it out by a stopwatch, yeah. you're probably like, oh, that's pretty pissy, pardon that's the pun. <laughs> um, right. But I would say... I would say at least 30 to 40 seconds. Yeah. Which I think is quite a long time for a continuous piss. It is. Do you ever do it where you unzipped your fly and you're going for a piss? Yeah. But then you realise that maybe there's a little pressure underneath from the fly, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you give you free yourself up a little. Like under your balls sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you suddenly find there's like a... A reserve amount of piss <laughs> yeah. that you hadn't found it's before. Like you had a cock ring You'd around, sl- <laughs> just strangling it. You're, you're slowed down a little. You're like, all right, yeah, almost done. And then you freed it up slightly, yeah. and you found another half a litre. I am. Um, Incredible, I, mate. I Incredible to- experience. <laughs> <laughs> I drove to my brother-in-law's place today, my sister and brother-in-law's house, I should say. Right. Um, they got a lovely house, lovely big property. He's just put in a massive fire pit, you know, those ones... That you sit around oh, yeah, and play, nice. guess, like sing Kumbaya. And yeah, all that. yeah, brilliant. Um, it's really cool. Do you have to sing Kumbaya? Yeah, he said. Yeah, you <laughs> have to sing. Kumbaya. If you sit at this fire, he wants that's... to learn guitar actually, and right. I sent him a YouTube of you playing uh, Tale of Woe. Oh, yeah, yeah. From and he was most impressed. Thirteen years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where I looked completely different before you had all yeah. the arthritis. Are you sure that's big was? Before you had all the arthritis in your knuckles. <laughs> Um, yeah, anyway, so drove all the way there, and yeah. it's an hour and 45-minute drive or something yeah. like that. And then there was a bit of traffic as well, so it took a bit longer. Yeah. And um, I was absolutely busting. Like my bladder was about to burst right. for a piss. I reckon it went for at least a minute. Yeah. Just a constant at stream least of urines. Right. It just kept going and going. Then it started to fizzle out. Not literally. <laughs> 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 but then it started to, to sort of die off, and I was like, oh, okay, okay I'm done. And then, bang! It there you go. Going. More and more pistis came in. Now, did you adjust your position? Um, I didn't actually. No, because I sort of took everything down. And it was quite comfortable. Yeah, so it wasn't a log jam, so to speak. No, of, no, of your, no, your penis. No, there was no uh, bend in the pipe. No, or like that. <laughs> no, no. Uh, there's no S bend. <laughs> no, there's no kink in the bag. <laughs> no P traps. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, no, That's a pretty all, epic P. It was all good, but um, yeah, it just kept going and going. It's one of the longest ones I've done for a while. And what struck me. Is not my piss. Yeah. Um, is the fact that I'll pretty much work all day. Yeah. Most days without pissing. Do you sweat a lot though? Until I do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so it's coming out. There you go. Yeah, That's why. Yeah, yeah. So point. if you if you have a particularly hot day, like yeah. not necessarily really humid, but slightly, yeah. and you're just sweating a lot, yeah, yeah you'll, you'll never go. You That's might true. be drinking liters of water too. Yeah. But just imagine, you're like a sponge, oh, and it see, never comes out the bottom. What I do is drink liters of urine, right? So I try to. It go never from comes back out as. Ends. Yeah. So what happens is, <laughs> if you drink liters of urine, it comes yeah. back out as sweat. 
if you if you drink water, it comes out as urine. So is that what, what do we're I need to drink to make it come out as water? What do I need to do to make right, water so come of... out of my body that I can reuse? Right. Interesting. Yeah. Like um, like an alchemist, but yeah. with urine. Right. <laughs> Maybe you soak yourself in petroleum. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> or wine. <laughs> So, so instead of being, uh, you know, turning water to, uh, yeah, water to wine, you're actually turning wine to water. Oh yeah, using yeah. your body using as a urine. filtration yeah. system. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm making a bit of a uh, hot chocolate here, guys. So welcome in... to episode one five seven. We're in the cabin, back in the cabin. We are indeed. Um, I th- I feel like this season is its season. What? It's what? like it's a cabin season, autumn. Oh like yeah. Like when you get into the sure. cooler, the cooler end of autumn. Starting to get the first the first sprinkling of snow, not really, but you know, yeah, the first idea of that kind of temperature, and yeah, I feel like it comes into its own. To be honest, I think any season is a good season for the cabin. You tend to avoid um, it in summer, though, mate. But summer, you know what? It actually stayed fairly cool in here, considering there's no real insulation. It actually stayed quite cool in here right. until about three o'clock. Then it was a sauna. Yeah, and it was a then it was a hot box. Um, but good time then, to experiment with your wine. <laughs> to water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Is that what you did when you were camping here um, for a week? Well, when I camped in here for a week, it, the, the weather was actually fairly mild. Yeah. And there was only one night where it was a bit chilly. But I was, honestly, I was snug as a bug in here. It was actually really comfortable. After you... After I bought the mattress. An actual yeah, bed surface. Yeah, the, air, <laughs> the air mattress was, uh, was brilliant. Great. Self-inflating. A bit difficult to deflate and roll up and put away. But really? I've figured it out now. Okay. You cut of, it. Bit of a trick to it. Yeah, just chuck it out. <laughs> yeah. Just chuck it out by another one. I worked nah. it out. Just cut it in half. <laughs> now, Warren, let me warn you, these enamel tin mugs yes. are quite hot. Yes, I can feel that. Yeah, so don't burn your, your little fingers there. <laughs> All right. I'm very tender, as you know. We uh, <laughs> we are Flying Wall Podcast. My name is Warren. And my name is Luke. <laughs> You do the sorting anyone. out, all right? Yeah. You do it out. You work yeah. it out. This is <laughs> this is episode one five seven. Welcome to the party, pals. Uh, we're going to be talking bikey gangs tonight, of we all are. things. We now, I put it to you today that I wanted to talk about bikey gangs because when a little while ago we were talking about gangs, you yes, remember we were, we did yeah. the numbers gang, a couple of little features, yeah, and some other gangs, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, I wanted. To get to bikey gangs, but we never actually quite got there. So it's yeah. sort of been in the back of my mind for a while. Well, to there do, you go, mate. Bring it to the front. Let to do out. bikey gangs. So I think that's what we should do. But wanted to confront the uh, elephant in the room. And I don't mean Warren's head. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay. Um, but thank you for at least cancelling that off your list. Long-term members of the... Oh, members. members of the podcast. <laughs> long-term listeners of the yes. podcast... Uh, may recall the Crooked Mile. Yes, I was thinking with about that Bull today. With Bull Sloan. Mm. Now, for one reason or another, I quite, can't quite put my finger on what it is, but we, it kind of that kind of fizzled out as well, didn't it? Like my urine. I think what happened was we had a few... Got distracted by epi- something. Well, no, I think what happened was uh, we are a little hit and miss sometimes anyway where we'll decide on the spot, oh, we won't do it this week because there's... I don't know, a different kind of feel to this episode or yeah. we didn't get enough time to, to maybe get into that part of it. Yeah. So, yes, sometimes that happens. Mm. Uh, I think also there was two weeks of your isolating. Oh, yeah. There was two weeks of me isolating, wasn't yeah. there? Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, then I went to Queensland. Then you went to Queensland. Yeah. So I think what happened was it was just like a, a quite a large spanner in the works of just mm. feeling like that was just the thing we do week to week. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Well, to be honest, I'm not like eager to get back to it at all. I quite enjoyed it, mm. but I'm not feeling any particular pull to get back to it and get stuck in again. What about you? I don't mind. Yeah. I, I think I had mentally prepared myself better for when we did pick it up again. Oh, uh, okay. So yeah. I've sort of got some thoughts that I jotted down in my memo pad. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, I think... Oh, because I think the last time we did it, and this is probably why, partially maybe, why you're feeling that way, mm. I myself wasn't able to kind of run with some of the spont- oh, okay. spontaneity that I, I could, like yeah. bring the character in and think on my feet. Yeah. Whereas you, you did have like a little idea of where you wanted your end of things to go. Yeah. So you wanted me to react accordingly yeah. as bull. Yeah. And I think that's where I'd slipped a little. You so, were you were thinking more with Big Waz's brain. Yeah. And not enough about Bull's brain. That's right. I needed to get into character. Bull shoots first, nice That's questions right. after. Immerse myself in the character. And Big and Waz apologises that he's going to shoot someone possibly one day. Yeah, well, I think I'd... I'd, I'd investigate, Luke, wouldn't I? I'd investigate. Yeah, You're like, yeah, that's what yeah. you do, mate. That's So I felt like a little bit stagnant, I think, because of my okay. lack of picking up on it. So mm. maybe that's lent itself to how you feel about it. Yeah, maybe a bit of that We'll have as to well. try it again soon. But what do you think? You, you think we should still stick with it? I do. Okay, okay. So but what I said I... the same about Asylum, and that you know that won three Emmys. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's why Will yeah. Smith slapped yeah. Chris Rock. Yeah, because he um, he wasn't a part of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So what I think we need to do at some point is mm. I need to compile what we've done so far and do it as a little webisode. Yes. And upload it here for people to re-listen, get up to date, and then we can kick off from there. Yeah. At some point. Probably won't be anytime soon, but at some point we will do that. And I think the thing is with, and we always go back to the post-apocalyptic saga. Because that was the best. That was the golden moment of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I think because it was a it was a very loose, like, what would you call it, premise. Like yeah. It was a very yeah. loose, like, okay, this is what happens. Yeah, that's right. What do you do? Yeah. And we literally took it from there mm. and made it something kind of twisted and crazy yeah. and... All over the shop. Yeah. It had some seriousness, but it was pretty fucked up. Yeah. Uh, I think, and then not everything lends itself to that way of storytelling. No, yeah, so we're trying to find something that might work in a similar way. A bit way. of that, Maybe. a bit of a narration, a bit of everything, really. Yeah, because yeah. you don't want the stagnant element of just being narrated. Yeah. Well, unless that's exactly what we plan to do. Yeah. Tell a story that we've written. Yeah. Which might work, but it, it doesn't quite fit. The fly on the wall. Nah, that's right. Yeah. Whereas Grundy Brothers worked really well too, I reckon. Grundy Brothers was good. So yeah. I think it's and that just was about... mostly recorded separately. You yes. did your bit, I did my bit, put them together. That's you know? right. But Well, the Grundy Brothers did their bits and put Yeah, them yeah, together. what are you so talking I'm about? Gonna destroy the illusion of what I've got out there. Um, yeah, so I think, okay, I think we'll put it on the back burner maybe just for now. But I think it maybe it is something later on down the track we reignite. Yeah, yeah, because bull, um, bull deserves that. It does, and I when I've listened to, when I've listened to back to some of the episodes, I yeah. am quite intrigued by. It. I'm like, yeah. oh, where's this going to go? Because I don't. Know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I think uh, we will we will get back to that. But one other thing I want to do in the not too distant future is a shit. 
Okay. <laughs> Seriously, as as I will. It doesn't involve probably my, this evening. My presence. But uh, no, I won't do it in the cabin this time. <laughs> um, in the corner. No, no. One thing I'd like to do, I think I mentioned it to you, is um, kill someone. Right. So all jokes aside, I listen to a lot of true crime, and I just think it would be quite intriguing for us to go through the process. I'm not exact, exactly sure how we do it, whether we say, okay, Luke is going to go and kill someone, and then we talk about why and how, and then how I try to get away with it. And then we piece together how I might get caught or hunted or whatever it is, or get away with it or whatever. I just think it would be interesting to do a like a forensic, as much as you and our minds are capable of, mm. a forensic deep dive into how to get away with murder. You know what right. I mean? I just think that'd be quite intriguing for us, but also the listeners. It would. I'm wondering. I'm not, I don't actually it. want to kill. You look at me very no, no. concerned. I don't no, actually no, want I'm to like, kill okay, anyone. No, I'm, I'm oh, actually. Yeah. I realise that it's not yeah. a serious intent of yours. Yeah, thank you. I guess the look of concern that you're getting from me <laughs> is that I'm thinking about the the ethics behind that conversation. Oh yeah. I suppose because there are obviously there's people out there mm. who have been victims of, or well, they won't be listening to the show, mm. but um. You know, relatives. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second then to realise, like, who won't be this? Oh, yeah, the, the dead people. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, uh, I guess families and friends of people who have been victims of murder. Mm. And so I suppose it's something that you've well, got to... do a warning at the beginning. Anyway. Yeah, I guess you've got to handle it in a certain way, particularly yeah. if you're going to be talking about, yeah, how you would get away with it and so on. Because there mm. are some... Fairly twisted people out there. Yeah, yeah. Not that I'm suggesting that about our listeners, per no. se. Although your but brother someone... scorched earth is a concern. <laughs> <laughs> but that's in a virtual world. How do you... Why don't you do a... Uh, just a hypothetical how to kill <laughs> Big Wasps. <laughs> you know what? That's probably exactly what you should do. Maybe, yeah. I oh. should be the victim. <coughs> I was... And you'll be the murderer. Well, but then we'd have to go through like your family, talking about your family, how they would respond and what the what the party would be like and all that kind of stuff. No. Um, I was thinking, maybe this is too dark, but I was thinking that not us, but someone, well, probably us, I suppose. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't scoped it out completely, yeah, as you can tell. Clearly. Yeah. But I think maybe if we were to go on a vengeance kill or something, kill right. someone who's done something pretty awful. So then it clears our conscience. We haven't just killed some innocent person. We've killed someone who's done really horrible things. Okay. You know what I mean? I think. But in the modern day, so we can't go back in history and kill Hitler or anything okay. like that, but it could be like the leader of a neo-Nazi gang who... I'm going to have to take myself off the leash for this one. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah. <laughs> so, and I just think we could do it as a continued, not saga, but mm. a doco, whatever you want to call it, Yeah. Um, little episodes where we go, okay, this week, you know, we're at, th- at this level, we've we've... We've drowned the guy <laughs> uh, in the lake, yeah. down the road. What do we do from there? You know, oh, and geez. sort of go from there. But then also, we could. that's why I think one of us could be the, the culprit yeah. and the other one could maybe have more of the detective mind or something right. like that, you right. know? I don't know. Like I said, it's just an idea. I think okay. it's something we could uh, get stuck into. Off here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, guys, uh, but tonight we're talking bikey gangs who I'm yeah. sure have never, ever murdered anyone. Oh, oh god, that feels good. Oh, that feels almost as good as flying the wall podcast. And we are back in. 
Uh, right, so we're talking bikies. I'm going to do some more, I guess, obscure. Um, you right? Yeah, yeah. I oh. thought I was going to knock my chocolate over. <laughs> um, help yourself to some Toblerone over there too, be waz. Um, yeah, I'm going to do some more obscure sort of gangs um, and also talk about a bikey war that happened, not the Milpera one. Good. Milpera? Is that how you say it? Milpera? Let's say Milpera. Milpera. Um, but you are going to cover what, Big Was? Well, I've got a little bit of uh, some tidbits on Australian... I like, your, I like your notes. Have you written out on the receipt from, uh, from a hardware store? No, I cut this paper off because I think I did something else for the girls on this ah, one. okay. And then I, I used this to write down some centres for the other week. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, I need a bit of paper, quick! I've got inspiration. <laughs> and this is what's happened. Yeah, nice. So, and I do have some stuff on my phone as well. Excellent. So I'm going to be talking about Australian bikey gangs. Yeah. And then, more specifically, an incident that I think you could safely say was the most serious uh, bikey yeah. uh, engagement. Mm. Uh, crime, yeah. like in terms of yeah, in like, Australia, I guess the scale of it was kind of scary. It was. You're normally used to it being a bit cloak and dagger, like yeah. it's a bit behind the scenes. That's right. There's yeah. a drive by on this gym. There's you know vandalism on the tattoo parlor. Yeah, they shoot up a house or yeah, yeah. but it stays in the underworld a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, and we hear about it. So this was where it really did kind of. Jump yeah, out into in the, the public mainstream eye. public yeah, eye. For sure. So, um, yeah, so it's a few Australian bikey gangs. Yeah, okay, cool. Well, I'll kick it off with a um, a little-known gang. Well, you might have heard of them, Warren. Okay. Called the Arva Gang. Not the Aardvark Gang. No. They're the Arva Gang. The Arva. The Arva Gang is a Sri Lankan outlaw motorcycle club. I don't know why that gives me a bit of a chuckle. I don't know why that is. No. I've got no idea. None. But the idea of an outlaw Sri Lankan bikey gang gives me a little internal chuckle. Does it really? Yeah, but we probably shouldn't explore why. <laughs> no. As I don't even know why, to be honest. No. Um, Do you, are they are they up against the Cardo motorcycle gangs? Who are the Cardos? Well, there's the Ava, and then there's the Cardos. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Ah, could be. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. Quite a fierce rivalry, uh, I'd imagine. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Okay, so the Arva Gang is a Sri Lankan outlaw motorcycle club active in the western province of the island. They're, now, I'm going to struggle with some of the wording here. The gang buzz are around... Hang on, I think there's going to be gang members. Right. Gang members are around 60 to 70 members. Hang on, this is written fucked. There's about 60 to 70 members uh, between the ages of 18 to 25. The leader of the group is a, is a man nicknamed Hava, which in the language of Tamil means monkey. <laughs> Maybe this is what the... <laughs> Maybe uh, this was the thing that was giving you yeah, the internal chuckle. He's a cheeky monkey, the yeah. leader of this gang. Uh, since the end of the Civil War in 2009, which was, two, was I looked it up, 1983 to 2009. Yeah. A, we don't hear of this shit. No. Um, there has been a large increase in drug trade, sexual and gang violence, as well as robberies in Colombo. Yes. Yeah. Um, a lot of this not has the been... Not detective. No. no. <laughs> not to be confused with the yeah. detective. A lot of this has been linked to the Arva gang. Right. The group emerged after the end of the war under unknown origins. The gang took credit for the attack on two police intelligence officers in Peter 
and left leaflets under the names. <laughs> Which is, why would they leave leaflets? <laughs> to become notorious. Uh, <laughs> to, label, to label it. This is the kind of gang that I would come up with. Cheeky we could do a vlog about our <laughs> gang. Ah. <laughs> uh, um, they left leaflets under the names Gotta Paday and Sangilian Paday okay. and Mahinda Paday, demanding the police to leave the northern province as revenge for the death of two Jaffna University students who were killed in a police shooting on the night of 20th of October 2016 in Cockerville. I don't want to live in Cockerville. No. Uh, very hard to find a place to sit down comfortably in Cockerville. <laughs> and the police attempted to cover bike. up, <laughs> yeah, cover up as an as an accident. The sword wielding gang—that's kind of cool. That is cool. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, has been suspected to have been engaged in other crimes, including robbery and kidnapping. UNP MP Raja Sanarate accused the Rajapaksas of being behind the Ava gang and accused them of creating the gang to create fear among the civilians in the northern province. However, no evidence has been provided and the Ava or Ava gang had been active for years as a gang of petty criminals and only gained national attention after its attack on the police officers. The group is also to believe to have been influenced by South Indian films. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Specifically. The Ada Yalam Centre for Policy Research calls on governments to put an end to the use of Prevention of Terrorism Act to address gang violence in Jaffna and to release individuals held under the PTA for alleged involvement in the Ava gang. There's a lot of short abbreviations here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All I know is there's some Avas. Yep. Who One of them is known as is the a monkey. Cheeky monkey. Yep, yep. They can't and, sit down in Cockville. And they've got swords. And they've got swords. Yeah, it's pretty Brilliant. fucking awesome. If you take the key points out of that, yeah, yeah. fascinating. That's right. Fuck yeah. the Hells Angels. Ugh, it's all about it. the Arva gang. That's right. And the Cardo. <laughs> yeah, the, the warring tribes. The yep. Over to your big wall. All right. So, Australian bikey gangs. I don't know if anyone, you know, who's listening has an interest in that or realizes that there's actually quite. Quite an active, uh, yeah, yeah, bikey gang, outlaw motorcycle gang mm. uh, presence here. One percenters. Uh, in September 2020, uh, a study identified that there are actually 38, well, they're called one percenters yeah. because they feel like they are on the outside of That's the right. wall. Yeah. Um, outlaw motorcycle clubs were operating in Australia with more than 4,700 patched members and 1,000 prospects. Uh, now, I know this is a larger number, but this obviously means that some have since either faded out or, what do they call it, patched over. Patched over, yeah. When they've been taken over or, like, absorbed into another one. Decided so to join, 44 yeah. have actually been outlawed in Australia. Okay. I don't know if that means that they don't exist. It just means that they're actively sought out, I suppose. Yeah. Now, I have a list of some of the ones that did actually originate in Australia. Okay, that's cool. And you might be surprised that some of them did. Yep. Uh, because sometimes I think, oh, yeah, I know that there are chapters mm. in other countries. That's right, yeah. But these are ones that are actually formed in Australia. Okay, yep. Yeah, so we have the... Now, this I'm going to start with this one. The dead dingoes donger. Have you ever heard of the mob shitters? <laughs> no. Um, but I've heard You've of mob. Heard of I've heard of mob dancing. 
You know when uh, you know when they just improv like the improvised dancers suddenly yeah. on the train just jump up and start dancing. They're called mob dancers. Well, I think. Maybe this had something to do with that. So mob shitting, mob shitting is this similar... maybe when the dancers get tired. Yeah, that's right, and they'll take a dump <laughs> together. Uh, but it was formed in 1970. Okay, yeah, a long history. The mob shitters in Hurstville in New South Wales. Yeah, they were actually members of the mob shitters mm. were present at the Milpura Massacre, which oh, okay. I will be talking yep. about later. They were doing a shit at the time. <laughs> That's why you didn't hear anything about That's it. That's right, yeah. Uh, and Angry Anderson okay, yeah. of singer, yeah. Rose Tattoo fame yep. and also a character in Mad Max 3 Beyond Thunder. Correct, correct. Is not a patched member, but he is a friend of the club oh, who's okay. performed at some of their clubhouses. Mob shitter get-togethers. Yep. That's right. right. He's wow. an honorary mob shitter. <laughs> Which I found to be quite an interesting little tidbit of information. Yeah, it is actually, yeah. And you could only get that in Australia, couldn't yeah, you? Yeah, of course. Of what course. should we call? What should we call our gang, mate? Um, yeah. You know, they've got some great names out there, and I'll, but I want something to stick out. Yeah, something that really sticks. A, yeah, really something sticks, really yeah. stick out, <laughs> mate. <laughs> mate, I've got it. Fucking mob shit up. <laughs> call angry. Yeah. See if he wants to write our theme song. If he's happy with that. Um, okay, so we also have the Finks. Yep, which I'm sure you've heard of them. They were formed in Adelaide in South Australia. F I N K S, not P H O E N X. That's the Phoenix. I'm thinking of the Phoenix. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks sorry. For... sorry. <laughs> Thank you for covering that. Thing in 1969. Yep. Uh, and you'll find that a lot of. Oh, these... I'm thinking Sphinx. <laughs> <laughs> not Phoenix. Sphinx. You, you haven't been drinking today? Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Should. Okay, the the name of the Finks came from the Wizard of Id cartoon, which fuck? I think is a, a an American. Is it cartoon. Id or Id? It could be Id. <laughs> Wizard of Id. The Wizard of Odd. <laughs> the Wizard of Id. Oh yeah. I don't know. The king. Uh, sorry, they sometimes the peasants say the king is a fink. Oh okay. And yep. so they got that name from there. And the logo is actually of the king's jester, Bung. Oh okay. Uh, but different chapters around the country, the the difference is known because that jester symbol yep. has different colour pants on. Ah, okay. So that's yep. what uh, differentiates the, right. the gang chapters, which right. I thought was another interesting little interesting, bit of information. Yeah. Okay. Tell me when you want to jump in. With oh, yeah, yeah. Thing, okay, so. all right. What have we got? What have we fat in got? Have you heard of the Barbarian Stormtroopers? Wow. Yeah. No, but I want to know more. Formed in Otara, Auckland. Okay. New Zealand. Okay. In 1970, the membership of the Stormtroopers ranges from 80 to 250 strong. They and other gangs were brought thought, to... Sorry, just to interject quickly. <laughs> what the fuck, Warren? I thought you said the age ranges from 80 to 250. <laughs> I was like, wow. Uh, no, the membership of okay. the Stormtroopers yeah. ranges from 80 to I did get that quickly. But 250 uh, strong. As soon as you said 80, I was a bit concerned. Yeah, and, and it went up from there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, Most of their members died yeah. when Australia was discovered. <laughs> nah. Right. Um, they and other gangs were brought to the public's attention when they were interviewed on the TV program Gallery. Why were they uh, formed? Why were they formed? This question was put to various members of the Stormies by Dr. Brian Edwards on the program. Their answers were all the same, because there was nothing to do at Otero, and we got together for company, and we were sick of other gangs coming in to, uh, into Otero and belting our mates. 
Research revealed after this program that there were no recreational facilities and no form of social facilities. That was back in 1970. What about today? The stormtroopers of today are respected among a lot of residents at Otara because, of, because on the 1st of May, back then, which was a Saturday night, Otara had dancing in the street to celebrate the Auckland City Centennial Mess. <laughs> Members of the Stormies fought with the gang, the Hells Angels, who had come to Otero to disrupt the activities, but were driven away by the Stormtroopers. That's pretty fucking hardcore. That's cool. Do you think they had um, Darth Vader's theme playing <laughs> dun, in the background? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> um, after the Hells Angels left, the Stormies e- escorted young members of the Otero community safely to their front doorstep. Well, quite okay. respectable. Most important is the respect among the elder Maoris earned by the earned by the stormtroopers at various Maoris yep. around the northern parts of nor- of the North Island. Other activities they have participated in have been fundraising, pop concerts. Uh, they organised the Save the Queen Victoria School appeal in which raised $2,000 to stop the closing of Queen Victoria School and the labour they supplied for restoration to the Mares. Uh, Stormtroopers uniform denim jacket with a skull and crossbones symbol painted usually red and white with the words Stormtroopers below. So there you go. So they're, they kind of sort shit out. They, I reckon they, they got could rid teach of the, the Avers a thing or two. Yeah, they got rid of the uh, the Hell's Angels. Yeah, um, because they were causing some problems. Yep. Now that's a big call. I mean, the Hell's Angels are the biggest. That's right. That bike organization tends to strike. Yeah, an immediate impression upon anyone who hears. That's right. It. It's like when I say Big Was. That's right. Out and about, people will go, "You mean Big Was?" <laughs> like, I'm going to yeah. take the longest piss <laughs> I've ever taken now before he gets here. <laughs> so. It just goes to show that, you know, just because they might have a reputation of being bad boys, yep. um, maybe they do some good as well. They're good people, you know? maybe, so, deep yeah, down. Yeah, have a good think about that. And I, su- <laughs> I will think about that next time I see someone who <laughs> I... Hell's Angel. Well, maybe, maybe, a, maybe a New Zealand, you know, the facial tattoos and everything make oh, them yeah. look, I guess, aggressive. And, yeah. And maybe that's a good thing for them with the, how they want to come across. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it doesn't mean they're naturally actually bad people. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so back to our Australian bikey gangs. Yeah. And um, some you might recognise, some you might not. Right. Coffin Cheaters. Oh, yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah. I'm sure you've heard of them. It's a pretty good them. name, actually. It is. Yeah. It's a good one. Uh, it was formed in Perth. I wonder in... if, uh, like, when they've had a funeral for one of the Coffin Cheaters, yeah. I wonder if they're like, well, there's Bit of irony going on here, isn't <laughs> but maybe they've all been able to cheat the coffin numerous times. Yeah. And I guess I think you've got to think about the landscape for a lot of these outlaw motorcycle gangs, where mm. they were often formed by veterans. Oh yeah, oh yeah, after that's true. Vietnam War. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And they probably already felt like coffin cheaters and to a degree long before that as well. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So you know, and I guess they always felt like fringe dwellers. Yeah, and so they they got together and and. I guess, made a thing of it. Live by the sword, die by the sword kind of thing. Only if you're an ammo. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Otherwise, it's time I wonder if they're like, nah, Bucky's not going in a coffin, mate. Yeah. We're the coffin fucking cheaters, <laughs> so just put him in a bag. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the only just, way they bury him. Just like bubble that. wrap, mate. <laughs> He'd never go in a fucking thing. Yeah. Um, you got the Club Deros. Club Deros? Yeah. Mm. 
That's but that's pretty long fun. history. Yeah, okay. Firmed in Perth, Perth, Western Australia, nineteen seventy one. Okay, yeah. So yeah. Uh, almost as long as the coffee. What are they called history. again? The Club Darrows. Yeah, don't like it. Well, is it better than mob shitters? Mob shitters is something that really sticks, like I said before. Yeah. <laughs> it stays with you, you know? It, it stays with you. Darrows are already like forgotten. Bad fucking smell. Yeah. The common Cheros, which I'm sure you've oh, heard yeah. of that. Name. Are they Australian formed? So I, I think there are some others that are unrelated, though, that are formed in other countries. And I think it's a coincidence. Right. They're popular names, I guess. Because so the, I thought they were a, you can never say this word, a subsidiary of yeah. the Banditos or something. They could be. Yeah. But okay. but they were formed in Sydney, New South Wales. In, yeah. And it says 1968 or 1973. Oh, okay. I'm not sure why they couldn't make up their mind. And there's yeah. five years difference. There was something going on with the jock, the guy jock. Right. Who was part of the mill parade. I don't have history on that, mate. Yeah. If, if you want to know more listeners, uh, let yeah. us know. Yeah. There are the Nomads. Yep. 1968, Newcastle. Yep. Uh, in New South Wales. Uh, the if, Rebels. Hang on, sorry. Yeah. If you're a nomad. Yes. Does that kind of dictate that you're a that you're uh, that you're on your own, or can you have a collection of nomads? I think this was a gang. Yeah, I think though you can be a nomad who is kind of has gone away from their club right, and okay. is travelling, yeah. and can be accepted by other chapters. Like, and what's so the on? definition of nomad? Is what I'm getting at. Well, I guess you you're yeah. on your own. Yeah, a, 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 a singular a singular person mm. on their own, like. <clears throat> remember, um, I'm guessing it wasn't a very big club. Then. Remember the movie Airheads? Yes. And there was the band called the Lone Rangers, which didn't make any sense because Lone should be that you're on your own. Well, unless it was L O A N. Yeah, they're Lone Sharks. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're all mortgage breakers. <laughs> uh, uh, we've got the Rebels. Oh, yeah, of course. Who used to be called the Confederates. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because they, they do actually sense, have the Confederate it? flag. Yeah. Um, and at one point, they were the largest in Australia. I was going to say, they were big, big time, weren't they? Yeah. They were formed in Brisbane, Queensland, mm-hmm. 1969. Uh, Notorious Motorcycle Club, uh, which I this one is only interesting... Sorry, Notorious, if you're listening. Um, they were formed in Sydney, New South Wales. Big shout out to all our Notorious <laughs> listeners. Not all members. Yeah. Ride motorbikes. Oh, okay. But what? it's a outlaw what motorcycle. What do the other members club. do? Well, they're so outlaw, yeah. they don't even need a motorcycle. Penny farthings. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they do. They probably drive BMWs or something. Yeah, right. Okay. But I thought it was interesting that they class themselves an outlaw motorcycle club. Yeah. But not all the patch members actually ride a motorbike. So they're what, they're just a gang? Yeah, okay. What, Interesting. What defines it? What suddenly makes it uh, an outlaw motorcycle yeah. gang? Yeah. Uh, the Derelicts. Okay, yeah. Which is kind of a cool name. Yeah. 1968 they were formed. What I found interesting about these guys mm. is that they held an annual pool competition. Oh, okay. With like... the Huns. Oh, okay. That's yeah. cool, yeah. Imagine what that pool party was yeah. like. <laughs> was it a pool Pool Party. competition, as in billiard table, billiard, I suppose. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Pretty fierce competition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get pretty okay. nasty towards the end, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. And, and of course, there's lots of good biker groups. Like, there's some... Yeah, like the God Squad. God Squad's one. Yeah. And they go around and, you know, talk at schools. The Ulysses so Club. Yes. My uh, father-in-law is kind of a loose member. I think it's them. an age group thing for them, isn't it? I think yeah. I it's sort of yeah, they're 55 over 50. and up. Or yeah, whatever. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Jump on the bikes and, and they go touring you... around. Yeah, and I, I think, think you own a certain kind of bike, yeah. maybe. Yeah. And then and then there's one that I and they, saw. And they, if they go into... Oh, my father-in-law was telling me that if they go into a new town, they have to rape and pillage. <laughs> That's what they have to do. Yeah. 
Do they start with the rape or the um, pillage? They pillage first. Right. Which is pillage is like ransacking and, and then they rape each other. Isn't that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're mad for each so other. So there's no problem. <laughs> yeah. They call it yeah. rape. It's really love. <laughs> it, it's just man love. But they're trying to sound tough. <laughs> yeah. So they scare yeah. off everyone I don't else. fucking like dudes. I just rape dudes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, love to my wife. And there's an interesting one called the infidels, which sounds oh, like yeah. a great, <laughs> scary one. They carry swords. They carry swords. Yeah, sabres. Sabres. Um, but they or support sh- veterans. Skitars, whatever they're called. Uh, they, they support veterans. Oh, okay, yeah, that's good. They yeah. actually, um, you I know, like that. Heavily involved with that. And then there was another one which I think I had a screenshot of, called "Bikers Against Child Abuse." Oh, okay, cool. But that's they. They will literally, they will escort. So they'll get involved in the court process. Right. So they'll do uh, physical security. Nice. For witnesses and victims. Yep. Attending court cases. I like. So that. they'll just be a presence around them. I thought. I actually quite like that. I like that. It's that's my, fav- that's my favourite motorcycle club to date. There you go. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Back to you, my friend. All right, the bar hoppers. Nice. Heard of them? I've heard of the grass hoppers. <laughs> Are they a bit similar? Yeah, very yeah. similar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after the events of World War II, many soldiers were left wandering the streets of San Andreas, lost and confused on where to go now. One of those soldiers, Cam Blader, felt annoyed at his states and was determined to find that which he felt that what? Sorry, I took this straight from the internet. Felt annoyed at his state and was determined to find that which he felt back in the forces. Something oh yeah, brotherhood. He wanted to find brotherhood. An order. Blader bought a Western Damon, which is a motorcycle I believe. Not and- just a guy called Damon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was from the West. Yeah, and quickly afterwards contacted his brothers in arms. Mm. Justice. Needless to say, they felt the same way. In 1958, the Bar Hoppers MC was shown, formed, and began along with their. What the fuck? This person can't write for <laughs> was shit. This is written in Sanskrit. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, basically, in 1958, they formed. Right. Uh, their logo is a silver cross. The center. Uh, signifying isolation from society, um, our rules or your death. Around the cross are the golden wings signifying freedom and the will to ride. Wanting isolation from anything outside, they agreed to proudly and bravely wear the one percented patch, declaring they had no part in anything but themselves. They sound very selfish. <laughs> they do a little bit. Because they were formed in Los Santos, the, har- the bar hoppers chose the state of San Andreas as their territory and from the beginning already had multitude supporters of supporters within those streets. Gaining more and more members every year, the bar hoppers chose in order for it to remain strong and organised, they would expand and create a nomad chapter which would hold only those seen with skills perfect for the task of doing the dirty work. An elite death squad, (laughs) which held members both strong-minded and focused. With this decision, it won the favour of more and more citizens. Men weren't the only ones interested in joining the bar hoppers. Women wanted to ride the bikes and keep together as a family as well as however... What? As well as however only males were allowed prospecting for entry. It's fucking written in gibberish. Blader saw this and decided on forming a property chapter in order to welcome the new family members. Bar hoppers remain strong and choose to stay isolated to this day. 
bar hoppers forever. Forever bar hoppers. <laughs> if they wrote this, they seriously need an education. <laughs> it was written like I would write it while I'm drunk. It's good that you edited it before you read it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Copy and paste, mate. Copy and paste. Okay, I have a little story here. Oh, before I, like story. I get to the milk. All right. Massacre. All right. Okay. Little story, then we'll Once go to a upon quick break. A time. And we'll come back with the Milpera Massacre. Sounds good. Okay, so this is uh, in Western Australia. Oh, yeah. In the 1980s. Cast yourself back in Western time. Australia. Is that west of Australia? Or is it Western? As, as the you Western know, of Western region Australia. It's of quite a large area. <laughs> It is a state, even yeah. though it's large enough to and be it, several countries. Would you say it's fair to say that it kind of starts in the centre almost? Western yes. Australia? Sort yeah. of. Yeah. Slightly off centre. There you go, yeah. Slightly <laughs> off centre like me. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should move. Um, so in the 1980s, Western Australia was home to four outlaw motorcycle clubs. I'm sure it was home to more, but these quite prominent ones. The Club Darrows, oh, yeah. who I mentioned before. Yeah. The Gypsy Jokers. Oh, yeah, I've heard of them. God's Garbage, which is yep. not, it's okay. not bad, actually, not bad. and The Coffin Cheaters. Yep. I feel like Gob's gar- God's Garbage mm. is trying to be a bit Hell's Angels. Right. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You reckon they were filth? Well, no, no, I feel like the name Hell's Angels <laughs> yeah. is really cool. God's Garbage. And then God's Garbage is like the devil's... Scrotum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All bar the Gypsy Jokers uh, originated in WA. In 1989, these four gangs combined forces to violently eject the New Zealand-based street gang, the Mongrel Mob, uh, which was attempting to establish itself in Perth. Events escalated over a five-day period where Selwyn Wepapa, one of the leaders of the Perth Mongrel Mob, was injured in the bombing of the Mongrel Mob's metal workshop with oh. two kilograms of gelignite, and the Mongrel Mob retaliated with attempted explosion at a tattoo shop linked with the Gypsy Jokers. The following night, police raided three homes, arresting seven people, including Wepapa, in possession of firearms, baseball bats and drugs. Two days later, Wepapa was shot in the groin Ouch. in the Perth suburb of Swanview. Gypsy Joker Paul Hugo and God's Garbage member Ronald Scott were arrested and charged with assault. Sounds like a cartoon, doesn't it? Actual bodily harm. It was enough to finally force the mongrel mob to leave Perth. So they were successful. Okay, yeah. In pushing, so and that was a good thing forces. or a bad thing. I think because they are still outlaws and they just wanted to be the top dogs. I'm not necessarily sure it was a good thing. I'm sure yeah. they they still caused plenty of trouble yeah. without the yeah. presence of that. But I thought it was interesting that you know gangs will still get together yeah. and say, right, we need to work together on this one. We don't want them in here. We don't want their filth. Yeah, because the mongrel mob aren't a motorcycle gang. Yeah, they're okay. just a gang. Yeah. With a pretty kind of filthy uh, history, like yeah. they talk about, they they like sexual assault and all wow. sorts of violent okay. stuff. They have an attitude towards. Um, it's almost like, but I, I think the women who join the the gang have that expectation. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, but it's yeah, it's kind of a really yeah. grotty, like proper background. biker bitch kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. and they they love that shit. Um, Look, full respect to our outlaw gangs of Australia and the world. Really? Full, full respect? respect. <laughs> yeah. Full respect. Well, maybe not quite. No. Because I think what I'm about to say may get me killed. Okay. But it's all a bit silly, really, isn't it? When you think about it. Of like, course it is. Just fucking get a proper job and earn money and look after your family. 
I'm th- getting embroiled in this fucking stupid underworld crime, selling drugs and in getting all def- upset because your gang's being hurt by the other. Like, fucking, you know what I mean? Like, just stop it. I guess. <laughs> wow. If only if it was that simple. I think, like. But it's just, you like, know, when you think about it, as just a common man like you and I, yeah. going to work every day, doing our thing. Yeah. You just, I just feel like, just go get a fucking job. Pay your taxes. Do the right thing. Look after your family. So what, I guess, if you look at the origins... <laughs> Big shout out to all our hitmen out there. <laughs> Biker hitmen. I think, like, if you look at gang origins, mm. um, particularly something like in LA, because we did that in high school. Oh, yeah. Did and we? you look at the... Was I there? Well, we did. Well, we did. Um, I guess we were talking about... Was I in high school? The civil rights <laughs> movement. And oh, I yeah, think yeah, yeah. Over the course of that, we did talk about the different... Um, societal structures. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. You know, so we're talking about the LA I riots. That. I think we must have yeah, talked yeah. about at some stage as well. And so Rodney, you talk about uh, Rodney King, the yeah. atmosphere that bred that mm. violence, mm. and the attitude of people on the streets yeah. to to people coming in, and you know, people would stab someone yeah. for going on their corner. Yeah, but that's because. Uh, of this feeling of like, well, I have nothing else. And this is mine. Yeah. This is mine. Mm. This what I will protect with my life because my my brothers in the gang, you know, my family, they respect me yeah. because I have a profile mm. in this group. Yeah, I'm important in this group. These yeah. people respect me because they they fear me. You know, the guys on the next block, they fear me. Yeah. They won't They won't even try to take this uh, store owner's money. Yeah. Because he pays me protection money. Yeah, I see. And I guess where they can't get work... So they grow up in They it, can't get respect. Then that's, that's, if that's the life they know, that's the life they know. That's it. So I sort of feel like the bikey yeah. gangs, they came from the origin story mm. of maybe being disgruntled and veterans that felt out of place yeah, with yeah. society mm. and hadn't been given, like particularly Vietnam, yeah. weren't given the respect that they perhaps should have been receiving mm. for their services. You know, it was a forgotten thing and a lot of disrespect and accusations and all that sort of stuff. So I guess they came back and set themselves up as a fringe club mm. where they felt welcome, they felt safe, they felt like they all had something in common. And from there... It became like, well, how do we operate on the fringe, mm. and what what do they do? Obviously, crime, but why, petty and serious. Why is couldn't all part at of that it. point? Like, I understand all that, but mm. why at that point couldn't they go? Well, let's just go get a job. But that doesn't make them feel part of that group, does it? Yeah. So you're defending what the core was in the first place, which we don't belong with you people. I see. Yeah, we yeah. we are fringe dwellers, and we want to stay that way now because you've you fucked us. Yeah. So we're going to stay this way and we're going to defend that. So it's like the block. This is our block. So they're sort of... You can't fuck with our block. They're holding a grudge. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so everyone knows the history. Everyone's told the And then the why stories. did other people feel... Who also rejected and came home from the Vietnam War feeling yeah. like, you know, some people were spat on, all that kind yeah. of stuff. But like, like uh, one of our teachers, our art teacher in yeah. high school, but he still dug deep. He got himself an education. Became a teacher, a great teacher, yeah, and a great dude. Like, you know what I mean? Everyone has a, a different story, yeah, don't they? I guess. So, I mean, it's a, it could be as simple as you know, why did why do you choose to do some of the things you do, and I do the things I do? You know, you, we're different yeah. people. We have different needs and wants. Yeah. So, if that gave them a sense of peace and a, are pick you up, actually a bikey? Because you sound like you're on the defensive of the bikies. I'm a hitman. And you are now. I'm marked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> All right, we'll go to a quick break and we'll come back with more. Hello there, I'm Dimski from Belgium and people always tell me I'm a piece of shit. So when the boys at the Star Wars sessions told me about the Fly in the Wall podcast, I reckoned shit equals fly. So now I've found these two fucking turds who are even worse than me. And I've finally found something to listen to while I'm masturbating. So to all the listeners out there, stick around. Fly on the wall, motherfucking podcast. Just before we get into the Milpura massacre, um, I've got one more thing. Yes. Which is the Nordic biker war. Sounds cool. Fuck it. Sounds <laughs> epic, man. That sounds good. Like ah. a gothic church in the background. Yeah. A lot of snow. They've all got those. You know how like bikers will wear like Viking helmets? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're Vikers, mate. Vikers. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm reading this straight from Wikipedia. Um, but it grabbed my attention earlier today and I thought, yeah, I've got it. So I, this is the first time reading through it. All I saw was the name. And I was sold. Uh, okay. Well, if I know Wikipedia, which I think I do. Well, you paid for it once, didn't you? You paid like I normally donate $15 a year. $15 a year? Yeah. Fucking hell. Well, it's not that much. No, it's... For well, hours. I salute you, sir. Hours of fun. <laughs> hours of fun. <laughs> uh, all right. So the Nordic Biker War. The Nordic Biker War refers to a gang war that began in January 1994 and continued until September 1997. I'm guessing they stopped for tea and biscuits occasionally. Yeah. Um, or the cold, dark winter. <laughs> yeah. In parts of Scandinavia and Finland involving the Hells Angels and the Bandidos Outlaw Motorcycle Clubs. The conflict is also known as the Great Nordic Biker War <laughs> or Second Biker War <laughs> <laughs> to distinguish it from the earlier Copenhagen Biker War, which took place you. between 1983 and 85. Right. So, took... Uh, There's a lot a, of angst out there in the mid-80s. Yeah, Because the Milford yeah. Massacre was 84. They were just sick to death of yeah. all the fucking hairspray. Yeah. <laughs> just calm down with the fucking hairspray. Too much glam and metal. We don't need to buff it up. We need to grow it out. <laughs> um, so, 22nd of January, 1994. 22nd of January was also when uh, Rourke's Drift happened. There you go. But 1879. Were they celebrating in their own special <laughs> yeah, way? Uh, okay, so it was caused by the drug trade criminal dispute. Um, Very it, familiar. And the result, it ended with a stalemate and a peace treaty. So that's Who kind decides of, on the stalemate? I don't know. Well, yeah. I guess when everyone's dead. Hit you! Hit you! That's how crier. All right, so... I won't go into all the names of the leaders, but basically there was a whole bunch of dudes. Please do that. Uh, there was a, actually more Vaspikish. I'll, I'll go into. <laughs> <laughs> now you've got Michael Garcia Olsen. Oh, come on! You've got Lars Hans. That's better. You got Marka Marka Hirsma. Yep. You got Uf Lindenskov. See, you got Larsen, and you got Michael Lengragen. I think Larsen <laughs> was an important guy. You got Jorn. Needed one name. Jorn Nielsen. Oh, this one's good. Bent Svein Nielsen. 
Do you think he had a bent spine? <laughs> yeah, must yeah. have done. Okay. He's the hunchback of the group. <clears throat> Excuse me. So there was 130 banditos wow. that took part in this war. Yeah. There was 290 Hells Angels oh, that shit. took part in this war. This is a bit of a raw's drift. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, casualties and losses. Uh, on the part of the banditos, they lost six dudes and uh, 34 were injured. On the other side, Hells Angels, three were killed and 40 were injured. Total dead, 11. Nine bikers and two non-combatants. The umpires. <laughs> yeah, and the town the crier. Town crier the yeah, he got a broadsword to the <laughs> sphinx. <laughs> um, the total injured, 96, 74 bikers, 22 non-combatants. The conflict arose from disputes over territory and organised crime rackets, as well as personal feuds within the biker subculture. Specifically, the members of both groups sought a monopoly on the right to engage in crime in certain geographical areas. Right. So same old, same old sort of story. Yeah. The war resulted in the killings of nine gang members with shootings and bombings totaling another 74 attempted murders. The bikers utilised car bombs, machine guns, hand grenades, anti-tank missiles and small arms during their gang war. Wow. And assassination attempts were, made, were even made inside prisons. The majority of the hostilities took place in or around Copenhagen, in Denmark, Helsinki, in Finland, Oslo, in Norway, and Heisenborg, Helsingborg in Sweden. The biker war was also costly for the police, who struggled to put an end to the murders. In overtime for police officers alone, the cost was set at around 50 to 75 million kroner. Oh, just uh, in overtime. Yeah, just <laughs> overtime. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. I just bought Rasmus. <laughs> I just my, want to eat some chocolate. My wife, Helga, has been waiting for me. <laughs> I've done too much hours this week. I have just found a black metal band and I want to play my drums. <laughs> I can't find this man Larson. <laughs> he has no surname or fixed address. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's funny. Oh, fuck, where was I? Uh, right, so the police have charged a lot. All right, on the 15th of October 1996, a bill known as the Rockerloven, which means Rocker Act, in the media, was passed in the Falkenting Danish Parliament, which allows police to evict motorcycle gangs from their headquarters. As a result of the 1996-1997 period of the conflict alone, 138 people were sentenced to a total of 240 years in prison. Good. Several of those convicted were given life imprisonment for the murder and attempted murder. Specific wings of the motorcycle gang oh sorry, specific wings for motorcycle gang members were created at Vishkusl Prison and Horsen State Prison. <laughs> Significant improvements were also made to to the security of military weapon depot, depots Jeez. as a result of the Nordic biker war after hell. several burglaries. The conflict effectively came to an end in summer of 1997 when the two sides reached a peace agreement with the well-known defence lawyer Thorkild Haye as the mediator. <laughs> I know him. Do you know? He's well-known, apparently. On the 25th of September 1997, Bent Svein Nielsen yes. of the Hells Angels oh, and then Bandito's president, Jim Tindan announced during a press conference that the rival clubs had ended their war. Nielsen stated, We cannot give guarantees that there will be no more incidents, but we can actively intervene 
and ensure that those who defy the cooperation agreement are excluded from the biker call chain. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. So there you go. Really speaks volumes thank of the guy's you. character. <laughs> so yeah, the the Nordic biker war. That's pretty cool. I imagine him like on Harley's with broadswords and shields. Yeah. With like shield, double shield maidens yeah. strapped to their backs. <laughs> yeah, big round timber and iron shields. Yeah. And a double sided axe. Yeah. And swinging like, from the side. And pillion. Pillion. They've got yeah. pillion. But they've got like an, uh, uh, a shield maiden in there with a bow and arrow. Yeah. Yeah, knocking them off. Awesome. But they've also got like a sawn off shotgun down their, down their britches. Oh, right. Down yeah. the front. Yeah. Especially Larson. Yeah. Um, which takes the edge off. This altercation, I would say. Because that, well, no, that because... sounds like biblical in proportion. <laughs> yeah. That's like parting the Red Sea sort of stuff. But I like this one. Well, I, well, I don't like it because it's Australian. Yeah. yeah. So you can yeah. sort of, you can imagine him going, I'll oh, fucking shoot you, mate. You yeah. better fucking put your head down. It does oh, sound like that. fucking you. <laughs> so this is an article uh, that was released in the Sydney Morning Herald on September 3rd, 1984. So it's from the archives, and I thought I would read directly from that because it's kind of at the time that it all happened. Is, so. that, the, is that the year Scorched Earth was born? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Not quite. <laughs> nearly his birth date. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not far off. So on Father's Day, 1984, a violent confrontation between two motorcycle clubs, the Comancheros and the Benedidos, shocked the nation. More than 30 men were arrested last night as police questioned at least 500 witnesses wow. after seven people were shot dead in a bikey brawl at the car park of the Viking Tavern. Wow, that's cool. In the <laughs> southwestern suburb of... Warren just pointed at me very aggressively when he said Viking Tavern. It was the year, mate. It was the year of the Viking God. <laughs> was angry with everybody. Okay, no charges had been laid by 1am. Among the dead sadly, was a 14-year-old girl who was selling raffle yeah. tickets at a family barbecue That's market right. day yeah. when she took a shotgun blast full in the face. Just wrong place, wrong time. Pretty much. The other day, Although there is a conspiracy theory that she was actually in charge of the whole thing. She was a Viking <laughs> nah. god. One of the 20 injured had his arm chopped off yeah. by a machete as two rival biker gangs, the Banditos and the Comancheros, invaded the car park in Beaconsfield Road at 1.55pm. 14 ambulances ferried the wounded, including one policeman, to Liverpool, Westmead and Bankstown hospitals. Armed guards were placed on the casualty wards last night. Imagine that happening. Yeah, all at once. Like that kind of size. Mm. I mean, we've obviously had some pretty terrible events that would be yeah. of that scale or larger. But yeah, just, but just in the car park outside of a restaurant, you know, it's just uh, nuts. One witness said the girl was standing beside him. The two of them were about seven metres from one of the gunmen. It was out with a gun and into it. He seemed to be firing in all directions, the man said. When I saw him, he was pointing the gun our way, and then the little girl fell. Jesus. She copped it in the chin. She must have died instantly. <clears throat> he must have fired eight shots. I hit the ground and then got up and ran, like everyone else. A member of the British Motorcycle Association, a social club, was close to tears as he told of seeing the mutilated body of the girl. People took off in all directions. As I ran, I was worried I was going to get a bullet in the back, he said. The car park that became a battleground had been the peaceful scene since 8am yesterday of a barbecue and motorcycle parts market day organised by that British Motorcycle Association. Mm. 
The venue had been widely advertised in the press, motorcycle shops, and on power poles. Not on the interweb, obviously. No. So, still a big event, given the uh, limitations of the day. It was very much a family affair. Many mums and dads had turned up with young children to hunt for bargain bikes and parts. Several mums said they had gone to the sale in the hope of finding a Father's Day present for their husbands. Mm. Uh, By 1.45pm, more than 400 people were at the ranch-style tavern. Some were moving into the Norseman bar of the Viking to hear a band, the Lads. Then came the motorbikes. The Comancheros, Banditos and some members of the Gypsy Jokers roared into the car park and started brawling. At first trading punches, then wielding baseball bats and chains. Fifteen more machines arrived, racing past the sales tables and through to the and sorry through the crowds. Some of the bikes had shotguns and rifles clipped to them, so that's obviously a common thing as yeah. well. Mister Henry Levalansky of Flemington said an alley cleared between the two gangs, who then started shooting at each other. Bystanders ran screaming from the car park, and people started falling beside cars. One of the gang members, apparently shot dead as he charged towards his opponents, still clutched a baseball bat in his fist. Three more bodies fell close together near a line of motorcycles, shot within metres of the gunman. The crowd scattered when at first two shots were fired from a near from near a car at the back fence of the hotel grounds. One of the gunmen paused to drink beer with his friends during oh. a lull in the battle. Wow. He was watched by Wayne McTeague, 12, from his home on the other side of Beaconsfield Road. He had blood pouring from the side of his head when he started shooting, Wayne said. For about 15 minutes... The, uh, the gunman laid siege to the hotel. About 40 people were trapped inside the Norseman bar when the shooting started. They hid under tables as the shots rang out. The first ambulance arrived while the firing continued. The gunman lowered rifles to allow the, alam- uh, the ambulance men to take away the wounded. About 30 shots were fired in 10 minutes within a, uh, with a pause while the two sides reloaded. I was standing in the driveway with my bike when I saw eight or nine banditos ride up, said a member of the British Motorcycle Association. A couple of minutes later, I heard gunshots and screaming. I hid behind a bike for a while, and when the shooting stopped, I took off without looking back. Wes Graham, 23, who was on the uh, hotel veranda when the shooting started, said he saw two shots fired in the air and then one man shot in the head. I saw another guy shoot someone in the guts, and he just keeled over and then the girl was shot. She wasn't even doing anything, he said. One woman said, I was in the car park when I heard what I thought were firecrackers going off. Suddenly a man I didn't even know grabbed hold of me and pulled me to the ground. He was yelling, get down! But I didn't realise what was going on. Get down, you flaming mongrel! <laughs> yeah, that's it. The woman, I like that, just shot him in the guts. Yeah. Very Australian. Cue it over. Yeah. The woman said uh, she looked around to see people screaming in panic and running in all directions. I saw one woman with a baby about six months old. She was screaming too. So just a family event. Fucking terrifying. Wow. So there's a little bit more like that. So I'm just going to move it down a little bit. So the 14-year-old girl, um, was she the only innocent that was killed? I think so, yes. So I seven think people the others killed were members of six, those gangs. Yeah, okay, right. And so she was caught. I'm, I'm going to assume caught in the crossfire. Yeah. I'm sure no one intended to shoot her, but it's... I hope not, yeah. I think to turn up at a place like that with so many people around, you kind of... Yeah, why wouldn't they have just... Like, that's what I mean. Why don't you just fucking organise your shit and go and do it in some, like, vacant paddock? Clearly that got out of hand. Yeah. I, I don't think they would have necessarily gone in with the intentions of hurting bystanders. I never no, get that if, impression about... If they've about gone to gangs. a place like that knowing that well, their enemies it. are there and they've got chains and, and baseball bats and guns... Yeah. Like, what the fuck? That's Dickheads. it. 
the first two policemen to arrive were obviously powerless to yeah. catch the killers. There was a bit too much going on. But within two hours, more than 100 police from 19 divisions, the tactical response group, the special weapons and operations team, and homicide detectives had gathered at the hotel. The police helicopter hovered above while armed police kept about 750 spectators from the hotel. Uh, so they had about 12 members of the Bandidos gang were kept in a police cordon in the service station and several van loads of motorcyclists were driven away by police for questioning. That would be the issue too, trying to sort it out afterwards. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Who was involved, the who chaos. wasn't, yeah. and it still wasn't over. Yeah. Two more bikies and a police officer were injured in what ambulance men said were little melees okay. afterwards yeah. as police tried to interview witnesses. Uh, so no arrests have oh, been so made like they've, last they've night. They've gone nasty and gone into a bit of a scuffle with the Obviously, copper. yeah, trying to get some information and it's turned into violence. Police were interviewing 400 people, some at the floodlit scene of the killings and collecting an arsenal of weapons. Mm. We are running out of cars to take the weapons away, Wow! said one ballistics officer who just loaded a dozen rifles plus baseball bats and machetes into the boot of his car. Um... Oh, and that's the end of that article. Wow. That's weird. So it must have just stopped. So that's obviously just uh, literally the day after. Yeah. That's yeah. a report of the bloodshed. How and unfolded. fucking pandemonium yeah. that happened. In crazy. Brooklyn. Crazy. Imagine just going to a market or whatever and then suddenly that kicking off. You know, and that's... Oh, it just fucking shits me. Like, keep your troubles to yourselves in, in a vacant paddock or something. Yeah. Or boxing ring, a you know? Paddock. Like, go, go toe-to-toe with each other in a boxing ring and sort it out. You could hire out a paddock. For a bikey war. <laughs> so, you, like, people know, look, I, my father-in-law goes, well, he used to, he used to go hunting. Oh, yeah. And so farmers yeah, would, would say, him. oh, they wouldn't pay. Oh, you okay. know, you'd know somebody, you'd know people. People yeah. know people. And they'd say, oh, no, there's, um, you know, there's old Bill. Got some, he, got some homeless people in the paddock if you wouldn't mind getting rid of them, mate. <laughs> oh, you know, he lives 100Ks from Shepparton or something. Yeah. We'll go up there, we'll get some rabbits, hopefully, yeah, yeah. or we'll get some quail or something like that. Now, they just go up there, camp on the property overnight, yeah, yeah. and clear the paddock. Nice. Right? Mm. Same sort of agreement. Yeah. Right? The, the head guy, the, the common sheros. Yeah. Got, you got old Bill near Shepparton. Yeah. Now, normally, calls ties up, it out for rabbits. Calls up Jock from yeah. Banditos or vice versa. That's it. He says, look, suggestion. Yeah. Obviously. I've got a beef. You've got a beef. Let's go meet the paddock. Yep. Yep. That's and then it. they cruise up there on a Saturday. Yep. They've got a time. Yep. A place and a bit of a safe zone. And they've got a non combatant, an agreed non combatant between them. Who it can be Bill, yes. Who will call the police yeah. two hours after they meet. Right. To go, this is what's happened. You know? And then the Ambos police turn up, sort out whatever, clear away the deal. Wow. Done. Wow. Rather Just, than it's like a any... medieval battle. Yeah. I will meet you on the morrow. Exactly. At yeah. the bridge across rather the Langostine River. Rather than the risk of a 14-year-old girl getting killed yeah. or any, any innocent getting yeah. killed, you know? I just think, fuck off, you fucking wankers. Oh, shits me, Warren. You're Bloody gonna be, you shits You are going to be hunted down. Well, I don't care. I'm gonna, they're going to put you in the middle of a paddock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Near Shepparton. Are we still wankers, mate? And ride the bikes oh, at you fuck and em. see what you do. I just, I don't know. It just shits me when innocent people get in the firing lines yes. of... Dickheads, you know? Anyway, yeah. yeah. So there you go. Oh, yeah. Very angry. I'm very angry. <laughs> All right, we'll go to a break and come back with final thits. Right. Hey, man, don't even worry about a thing. Fly the Wall podcast has got you covered, yeah.
You are listening to Fly on the Wall Podcast, and my name is actually Luke. And my name's Big Virals. Email us, theflyonthewallpodcast11 at gmail.com. Send us, a, send us your thoughts, send us some ideas for episodes, whatever you want, really. Nude pics of my mum, whatever you want. Um, and uh, Instagram is flyonthewallpodcast with an underscore between each of those words and an 11, one one at the end of all of that. And so, you'll find us. So politely done. Too. Thank you, mate. So politely. Um, now, on um, Instagram. Um. Hang on, hang on. One more thing on Instagram. Uh, Instagram? <laughs> it's a, uh, I might have said this before, it's an interesting world, Instagram. Yes. We suddenly went up to like 395 followers. Right. And then within a within they hours, watched your bang, vlogs yeah, dropped it down to 384 or something. You go... Well, I don't yeah, know. It's... I don't know how it works. I have no understanding of how it works. Because I think the expectation is with people who do that, right? Like a random follow. Right. They expect to follow back. Ah. And I think some people monitor it so closely. Well, and if I don't follow them back yes. within a certain time, 100%. they go, fuck you. 100%. Oh, wow. Yes. Because it's not about what we do. Yeah, right. It's, it's about, about gaining that. followers. Yeah, numbers. Oh, see, that's, yeah. that's so fucking stupid. It is, mate, but don't I... think about it too much. <laughs> <laughs> You're very cross today. They need to meet me on a paddock. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to sort all of our problems out in this paddock. I tend to follow people that... Um, well, I think I do sometimes do that if people have followed us, but I'll still go and look at their things. Like, yeah. There was one guy that followed... <laughs> I won't mention any names. No, there was no, one guy that followed us the other day. He's got one photo yeah. of a flower. Okay. And I was like, that's not really interesting to me. No. And he had zero followers. He was only following us. So I felt maybe he was like a bot. Yes. He wasn't a real person. I'd say there's every chance. I should have messaged him and said, you're not a real yes. person. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, I'm Bill. I live near Shepparton. I've got a couple of acres. You and your fucking flower. Yeah, and I host bikey but... <laughs> beats. What are you saying? I'm not a real person. But yeah, I, I, you know, I just do my thing. I don't know what's going on. But yeah, I'm an old man. I wouldn't worry Figuring it out as yeah. best I can. I wouldn't stress. Stumbling around in the dark. Yeah. Ah, oh, shit. Eh? Yeah, but as you say, on... Twitter! It's at oh, fly on, in the wall P O one. I felt my voice break yeah. with the passion I of think the it's moment. Your old age creeping up on you, actually. Yeah, it's been happening a little bit lately. Yeah, well, yeah. it's been happening since birth. If you think about it, this old age has been creeping been up on slowly, me. Slowly, <laughs> very slowly, creeping up on us. I think it caught up with me when I was about twenty-three. Well, you had a beard when you were nine. Yeah. So. <laughs> Old age has been my friend for a lot longer than most people. <laughs> Real companion yeah, of yours. Yeah, I feel so like, um, you know those people, and I mean no disrespect to this, but you know those people that get very old very quickly, when, mm. even when they're quite young. <laughs> now, you know what I mean? Like they, and they... Oh, okay, the condition. physical Yeah, thing. of course, yeah, yes. Yeah, it happens. Yes. Um, often, I thought you were talking about me Often again, their though. heads are quite small. Yes. I don't know. That must obviously be part of it. Yeah. But they look very, very old. Yes. That's you. But your head's gone the other way. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it's just expanded. Yeah. It's a massive walnut <laughs> of weathered, greasy, oily... I wonder if people that age. haven't seen us ever mm. and might listen to the podcast and mm. haven't seen us in person... Well, they've seen me if yeah. they follow the Instagram. They're certainly but not going to be looking me up, though, I wonder after all that. what they picture. <laughs> I wonder if they're going... I wonder how big his head is. A giant can, look, man. All jokes aside. Very jovial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
yeah. much older. Very than knowledgeable. He should be. Yeah. Because we've said we're friends and we're the same age, yeah, same yeah. birthday. Yeah. But now they're imagining some wizened old, yeah. massive headed freak. Yeah, like in a wheelbarrow. Yeah, that yeah. sits to the side always <laughs> and just interjects and talks occasionally and has a bit of a chuckle and a wheezy kind of cry out with the. Quite excitable at any mention of the Cold War yeah. or Indiana Jones. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, just for the people that haven't seen Warren, uh, Warren's head isn't actually that big. It is a big. Oh. It's probably the biggest within our circle of people. Yeah, uh, family, friends. I'd say it's bigger than our circle. anyone I've ever seen before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big, bigger than the circle. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, and it's perfectly proportioned. To the rest of his body, mm. I just say that massive. I would, I probably wouldn't be your friend if you were really, really skinny but right. had this size head. Yeah, I'm that shallow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, for I whatever just, reason, I walk down the street with you. If you know? I really got stuck, like if I, you know, because I guess it would be a mixture of dieting, yeah, exercise, but like that one where yeah, I don't have a lot of muscle definition. No, you're always in the sauna, like too much. You're so sweating I'm really, it out the time, really like. Give it a rest. Man. I start looking quite gaunt. Yeah, you yeah. Know? But it's Sickly. not. I'm not. Yeah, but I'm not unwell. Yeah. But I've just gone to that extreme. The body of a marathon runner. Yes. But the, but head, the head of an elephantitis afflicted. <laughs> the, the head of a Buddha statue. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Good one. Perfect. Yeah, that's spot on. Yeah, but a really kind of emaciated. Body and yeah. now, you know, like you've got rib cage visible. Yeah, you've got those the shoulder blades really yeah. spiked out. The, you can see the bones on my shoulder, like the the cadaver of a mummy. Sort yeah, of thing. would you yeah. say something? Oh, well, I'd look like an alien. Yeah, I'd look like a Roswell find. I think. I think. Wouldn't I? What you're missing a step here. We wouldn't even be talking. <laughs> no, we wouldn't even be friends. Hello, Luke. <laughs> yeah, I'm well, Luke. Mate, I can't even look at you, <laughs> let alone listen. So I'm off. <laughs> And I only wear overalls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really baggy ones. Yeah, and gumboots. <laughs> to accentuate the skinniness well, I'm of your so, Well, torso. no, because I'm so... Yeah, like, I'm a bit worried about my legs. Yeah. So I wear overalls and something a bit baggy. Yeah, a bit self-conscious. But the top part, I just wear yeah. like a singlet. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> so I'm just always sitting there. Kind of yeah. looking like my head's going to fall off. Yeah, yeah, your neck can't support your head. Imagine. Look, I definitely feel sorry for you. You remember... The hills have eyes. Yeah, yeah. And that person that was in the house. Yeah, the brain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That'd be me. You'd be, that'd thing, be you, it? but yeah. a lot skinnier. He was quite. He was quite chunky. Was he? I'm oh, not chunky, but he was. I wouldn't say he was skinny. Oh, okay. Right. He wasn't emaciated. But the head. The head was massive. Yeah. Well, yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My point. Nah, made. look, I, I wouldn't. Um, like I said, I wouldn't be friends with you. That's a given. But I'd probably put a few coins in your tin. <laughs> so there you go. Good luck. Good luck in life. Uh, it's a harsh world out there. Perhaps you would have a podcast. You're going to be hated by many. <laughs> would you have a podcast devoted to like raising money for people like that? No. 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 Just for fame. Yeah. Fame and money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Uh, look, one more thing. Uh, now, when you were younger, what did you want to be when you grew up? Did you have, you know, like I wanted to be, for a long time, I wanted to be a cartoonist until I met you and saw how good a drawer you oh, were. Stop. And I went, I've got no fucking hope of becoming any kind of illustrator. That's ridiculous. <laughs> so you've stayed friends with a maybe, man. Maybe ridiculous. That you made you feel like a failure. Maybe ridiculous. And not but pursue maybe your dreams. a wake-up call. 
as well. You know, I was like, actually, I don't think I've quite got what it takes. Anyway, anyway, we're going off track. But I, it was. It, and don't, I'm not playing the violin. It was just like a thing of but like... You're certainly not. You wouldn't be able wow. to do that. No. Nah. <laughs> just like a <laughs> nah. Once I saw you play guitar, I was like, give <laughs> up the, dr- give up the violin. I'm not going to the violin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I might be the table occasionally. That's why hands. I've tried to keep a lot of my hobbies and interests <laughs> secret because I fear that you might do them and do them much better. And I'm like, fuck hell. See, <laughs> the only safe thing is modelling miniature things. Yeah. Warren would never do something miniature. He's too clumsy. Your stumbly fingers couldn't get around it. Yeah, but what did you want to be when you were little? When I was little, yeah. I don't. I don't even know if I'd really thought about proportion. (laughs) (laughs) A lifelong dream. Um, I'm not sure I I had something clearly defined when I was that young. Never wanted to be like a fire. You know how little kids are like. I want to be a fireman or an astronaut or a doctor or whatever. I don't ever remember thinking about anything like that. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, I don't recall thinking about anything like that. I think too busy just screaming at your penis. I think uh, the the first maybe time I started thinking about an occupation was yeah. in high school. Okay, yeah. Um, and yeah, that I remember. And I was thinking about being like a, a graphic artist. Okay, but yeah. you know what? I'm not even sure what that entailed entirely. Yeah, okay. yeah. I just knew I didn't want to be like a drafts person and yeah. do mechanical type drawings. Yeah. But I also just didn't want to be an artist. And you enjoyed drawing. and So yeah. I wanted to do like a structured kind of drawing. Yeah, like, for advertising guess, or something. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, like okay. yeah, sign writing, yeah. Uh, logos, okay. things like that. And I remember doing in year, probably year eight, nine and ten, Yeah, I did a lot of t-shirt brands. Oh, okay, yeah. So oh, I'd, yeah, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, and I'd do burnt toast. Yeah. And there was a skeleton and he's got his hands out like this. Yeah, they were pretty and cool. And there's a toaster with burnt toast. You designed it. our skirmish t-shirt for our yeah. first uh, first band. So I think I sort of thought, yeah, I'll do that, man. Yeah. I'll brand things, man. Yeah, We'll make t-shirts. Cool. I'll have a t-shirt company. Yeah. I'll be massive. So what you're saying is you never had hopes of being a jack and nanny <laughs> Or, no. hang on, actually, no, I said that wrong. Uh, a jack, a jack knacker. Have you never wanted to be a jack knacker? I've never heard of a jack knacker. I believe I be it's a, co- I can never say this word, a colloquial term. <clears throat> yeah. Um, found in a place called Camperdown and Colac, right? And my wife is from Colac, which is country Victoria, very country, like brother, sister, getting married country. Okay. <laughs> no, it's not. But it's, but it's you know, it's out there. It's, mm. in, it's, a, it's a big yeah. country town. Yes. Um, now, her pop, uh, lovely fella, um, back in the day when he was younger, he was a Jack Knacker. Have you got any idea uh, what a Jack Knacker does? All right, so a Jackaroo and a Jillaroo yeah. work with sheep, yeah. I think, yeah. uh, in the country, That's in right. rural Australian areas. As like a general labourer sort of thing. Yeah, yeah and they yeah. might be in the shearing season, yeah. they might be in the herding, they might be, yeah, general That's health right. and yeah. well-being. Yeah. Now... If I relate that to knacker, yep. which we would talk about as testicles, yep. I would say a jack knacker yep. is someone who emasculates sheep. You're wrong. Okay. <laughs> but you're on the sort of right track. Yeah, okay. And uh, I think you're... The oh, fact he that knackers you're, himself. <laughs> the fact that you are a... Um, well, you're Bull Sloan. Yeah. So you're a natural detective. Okay. Is how you've pieced that together. Right. Okay. Now, a Jack Knacker <laughs> yeah, okay. is someone who goes and shoots animals that are sick. Oh, okay. Right. right or, yeah. or for butchering. 
Right. So he'll travel to like the local farms. Yep. Um, so they've got the abattoirs in yep. uh, the abattoir in uh, um, Colac, but this was more for your local farmer. Yeah. Who domestic you know, type sort of animals? Yeah, reared of. some uh, some sheep mm. and some cattle or whatever. Yeah. Pigs, whatever, and hires a bloke to come round, kill them, butcher them. Yeah. For them. Uh, bring their own van, all that kind of stuff. So, so uh, the wife's pop. He did that for many, many years. Right, and used to pay my brother-in-law's two bucks to go and wash out all the blood and guts from the van, hose it out. Psh, you know, it teaches you resilience, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. it does. And uh, so we were talking about that today, the wife and I, and uh, one of my brother-in-laws. Um, he, he, I got talking to him one day. I said, mm. "What would be your dream job?" And he said that right. that would be his dream job. Jack Knacker. Yeah, driving around, killing animals. Butchering them. Now we got talking about it. Is it still called that? Is that the yeah term? yeah? Because right. uh, the wife looked it up, and because I was like, is that a national mm. term or is yeah. that a colloquial a thing? thing yeah. And it turns out it is more of a local thing right. to that area. Because as soon as she put it into Google, it came up with Camper Down. You can hire a Jack Knacker, and he'll come and do that for you. Right. Um, yeah. So I was like, wow. And I it it made me think why a farmer wouldn't do it himself. But maybe the farmer's busy farming, you know, and just doesn't have those particular skills. Well, oh, that's because, a butcher, really. Yeah, because yeah. it does entail skill, like yeah. like cutting it up a Cuts certain way, meat. getting yeah. the best kind of yep. cuts and all that kind of thing. And then we got talking about whether we could do that. And I think I've got it in me. Yes. I think I could easily do that. If okay. it, it, not, not for fun. <laughs> not and no, not, not as, to people, I'm guessing. Not, as, not to people. <laughs> <laughs> and not as a job. I wouldn't want to do that as a job. Just, Just a hobby. The same I wouldn't want to do, work in the abs. You right. Know? But I think if I had a farm... That's how, lo- uh, that's how local Luke is. <laughs> he calls an abattoir now. An abs, ab. bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, now, so I think if I had some property and had you know a dozen sheep or whatever... Yeah. Um, I think I could actually, because with sheep, you've got to cut their throats. You don't shoot them. You yeah. cut their throats and bleed them out. I think I could do that. Okay. I, I think I'd be not okay, quite happy. I don't think I'd be like, oh, great, it's another day of slicing throats. Yeah. But I don't think I'd have any qualms in slitting the throat, knowing that I'm going to eat it. I wouldn't just... The sound effect made me believe <laughs> <laughs> But you know what I mean? I, I, I don't know. And mm. cutting a, a head off a chook, yeah. um, killing a pig... Whatever. I just okay. think I could do that okay. knowing that I'm going to eat it. I yes. wouldn't just walk out and shoot a cow for fun. Yeah. And walk back inside. <laughs> yeah. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> what Shut did up. I do? Uh, <laughs> They're all female too, which uh, the voice is amazing. Yeah, yeah but very deep. Yeah. Because like, of the size of the Yeah, the, imagine the like opera singers, yeah. women, women, you know, the oh. big girls. They're big girls. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's a woman. Uh, that's a cow. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, I think I, I think I could uh, quite do easily that. do that. Mm. What about your good self? I think you know already that I wouldn't. Not even if you were on a farm and it was like uh, for food and stuff like that. I, I'm sure I could develop that skill. Yeah, let's take a leaf out of the post-apocalyptic sagas. Right. Uh, book. If you had to, if we, if that's because I guess uh, in times of, I guess poverty or low supply or whatever it might be. Yeah. All of those common uh, things we're so used to, the mm. comforts that we're used to, yeah. you know, we we wouldn't have them. Yeah. So yeah. if you had the wool from the sheep, yeah. for starters, yeah. that's a pretty important commodity for that some you can use and trade yeah. And, yeah. and whatever. Um, and then so is like goat's milk, goat's mm. cheese. Yeah. But then, of course, eventually, and, you know, maybe whenever they're too old or sick or et cetera, mm. um, yeah, for meat and, and mutton, yeah. so on. So 
I guess out of necessity, yeah. I wouldn't like it the first few times, and I don't think I'd ever like it. And that's the thing. I, I think, don't I think I would really struggle each time. Yeah. But I would, I would probably have a little thing that I went through, like yeah. a little routine. Yeah. And just and just apologise to them, but say thank you. And, and knowing I think it's I'd have a, this real experience knowing it's about a means it. to an end. Like, yes. So your family can eat. And I'd say thank you stuff. for looking after our family. So you wouldn't just go vegetarian. You still have the meat. I feel like I would. I'm reading between the lines. At the start. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But I think that because I'm anticipating like having less of everything. Yeah. So I'm saying, right, that crop went really well, but we've got potatoes. Yeah. Again. You know, again. Yeah, that's for the right. Four hundred and twelfth day. And you know, I've got my beloved saying to me, oh, look, we've got the we've got the, the sheep. Yeah. You know, like, okay, we've taken them all, but she's getting old and everything. Man up, you fucking prick. That's right. Like, Go kill know, a really, cow. Honestly, please, kill a sheep. Please do yeah. it for us. Yeah. Right. I would wow. Like, so they okay. need to get to begging point. I feel like it would probably that wow. first time. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. That first time. Yeah. I would be like, okay, all right, no, no, all yeah. right, you're right, you're right. Everyone was close to death last year. <laughs> I'm not going to let that happen again. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I'm going to go talk to Mildred the sheep now. Yeah. And I'll sort it out. And you'd thank her. For I her, think so. For I her think time. I. I think I would be quite <laughs> affectionate. And I'd just yep. say, look. That's like, worse in a way. It's like building her up. Like you're a good girl. You, I've always loved you. No, oh, like no. <laughs> I thought you loved me, Warren. <laughs> that makes me think of Willow the movie, <laughs> when she turns into all the different uh, animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, I just think I'd have to. Yeah. I don't think I just walk out there and go, "Good on your old girl." Yeah. Okay. I yeah. think I would have to say, you know, you know. Thank you for looking after us Give for her a so kiss. long. Yeah, N- not a little kiss, but I, I don't know. I'd pat Slip them. a finger in. <laughs> I'm going to miss this, Mildred. Thanks <laughs> <laughs> for looking after me on many a cold winter's night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I just feel like there'd be a little procedure that I'd have to go through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then yeah, fair I'd enough. Do it. Yeah, and and it wouldn't ever be easy. I don't think I'd ever find it. Natural, yeah. I'd always struggle a little bit. I, yeah. I would never. I don't think I could see myself ever enjoying the process. Yeah. Like it's not something. Like if a chicken kept crowing, yeah. Like well, they don't crow, I suppose, but they cluck, yeah. Um, at the wrong time of oh, day, yeah, and you know yeah. what I'm like. You and your birds, birds. you don't like birds. I'd noises. probably kick it so hard, <laughs> it would be dead, and lay a couple of eggs do you, do you think at you, the same time. Do you think, in a weird way, <laughs> yeah. you've got less compassion for a chicken, yes, as you would like a cow, yes? Is that because of the size? Is it because I think because a cow's it, got tits? No, I think because a mammal compared yeah. to a bird, to me, isn't a has, bird a mammal? I don't know. It's warm blooded, isn't it? I thought mammal was warm blooded. Well, it is, but I don't know. Like Do a you whale, call a bird, a mammal. I would say so. Yeah. I feel stupid if I've just said. Nah, that. that's all right. It's like when I said yesterday about sticking my foot in a fish, and saying it was warm. My dad <laughs> and my brother said, "Well, it'd be cold because they're cold blooded." <laughs> I said, oh, really? <laughs> well, that, talking, go, like, yeah, well, talking to fish, I've got less compassion for a fish than I do a chicken. Oh, yeah, you are. Less compassion for an ant than I do a fish. It all goes downhill, Warren. And then me. The smaller the critter. Less compassion yeah, for then, me And then, then an perversely, <laughs> less compassion for you, full stop. <laughs> yeah. no, you can shoot me from a distance without think, a uh, word of warning. I think, like... Uh, yesterday, what was yesterday? Monday was a day off here. I um, had to replace a wheel on my car, right? right. So it wasn't something I enjoyed. Just got the job done. It was just something, it was raining, it was dirty, but I just, I had to get it done. You weren't feeding your I, family. I was, going on, I was going for a big drive today, so yeah. I thought I've got to get it done. Just, okay. you know, get it done. So that's how I'd feel with a sheep. 
or killing something like that. I mm. just think, yep, yeah, just got to get it done because okay. family's got to eat. Yeah. I've got to eat. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah. And I, I don't think there'd be any feeling at all, to be honest. Mm. I don't know if that makes me a monster. How long just... have you had the sheep, though? Um, a good 25 years. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, nah, but I wouldn't see the sheep as anything. No? But food on legs. Are you sure? <laughs> No, look, I actually don't. I disagree. I think you uh, have more warmth than you realise. I think because if that sheep you'd sheared, let's say for I don't know five seasons, yeah, you got wool that would shit me. It had given you money, things to trade. Yeah, you'd been able to darn it, use it for warmth. Yeah, the fleeces and so on, right? And then you'd also had you know byproducts from that as yeah. well. Yeah, so it had given something already. Mm. So I feel like by the time you shoot it, I feel like there would be something there that would say, you know what? Well, with sheep, you don't shoot them. You've you got to slit their throats. Of course. Yeah, to so bleed them out. smile with a glint in your I eye. I wouldn't smile. i just get the job done. <laughs> glint in your eye. I think, I think honestly, uh, yeah, I think you're wrong. I think I okay. wouldn't feel any... I, I think there'd be a feeling of like, oh, okay, I better go and do that then. Because like I said, it's not going to be a job I enjoy. Mm. But I think it would be... I would have to be cold... To get it done. Now imagine it I lying there I on the ground. I wouldn't be able to talk to it and be nice with it and then do it, you know? I'm no, not, I'd I'm have not, to. I'm not saying your way is wrong at all. I'm just no, no, I'm just saying that I that would make, actually make it worse for me if I was friendly with it and mm. nice with it and patted it or whatever and then did that. I think I just need to walk up, pull its head back, slit its throat, you know, right. done. Are the lambs all watching you when you did that? Yeah, yeah, I'd make yeah. them watch, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got this look forward to, little lambs. Say goodbye to your mum. <laughs> yeah. And then a gush of blood would go on the lambs. Right. I'd use the lambs to mop up the blood. <laughs> well, Disturbing. I just, yeah, anyway, I guess I've got a visual in my head yeah. of what I think that you would do. Yeah. And now we'll never know. Yeah, now you I have know nightmares. that when it happens, you'll put on such a brave face. Yeah. That it, I what do you think I'd do? Like cry and get no, me upset about I it? I didn't say that. What do you think I'd do then? I just said that you would feel a sense of guilt over it. Oh, okay, yeah. 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 A sense of loss. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you quite well, mate. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I know that there are things that... You, you, okay, yes, you can speculate on many things. Yeah. But then there are things that I can speculate about what I think of you and what I know of you. Yeah, right. Where I respectfully, yeah. you know, maybe think a little differently. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's okay. I'm not saying you're crying. No, no. They're very quick to jump in there. I'm not crying. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like saying, I'm so no, sorry. I'm going to make a song called Ode to the I Miss think, Mildred. Uh, <laughs> okay. I think I'm taking it back because I feel quite black and white with it. And yeah. yeah, and I don't, I'm not discriminating. I'll kill a black sheep or a white sheep. Yeah, I, I realise that. No, no, but I, but I, I'm not Three saying bags full. I'm not saying it would be easy. Not at all. Yeah, I'm saying I would just go and do it. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. As long as someone showed me how to do it. Yeah, yeah. I would just go right. Okay, what do I do? Yep. Do it. Yep. You know. And I yeah. think you, the suffering would come afterwards. Really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, to a degree. Well, to a degree. I might set it up with the brother-in-law. Yeah, just for just the to prove me wrong. Like we don't want to eat it. We just want to see if I can do it. You want to vlog it? You want to make a vlog of that? So it's either yeah. you singing in a jacket uh, and boxes, yeah, or slicing or a slicing sheep's neck, 
A shing to stroke. prove Big was wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Keep it in yeah. mind. Yeah, I might. I might right. do that. Um, look, speaking of sheep and such Mind things, you, you have um, to set up a relationship with this sheep for five years. <laughs> yeah, that's the can't difference. be a no-name sheep. No, you can't just go there and they go. We've had this sheep a long while. He's a bastard. Yeah, he's always yeah. biting the kids. That's right. You're gonna be like, I'll kill him. Doesn't now. let me rape him. <laughs> Don't turn the camera on. This fucker's dead. <laughs> it needs to be contest. Stab him repeatedly. Um, okay. Well, the good news is, were these our final thoughts? I have applied. For yeah. you to become a jacknacker <laughs> over in country Victoria. Thank you. Yeah, I've put in your name, all your details, your right. work experience. Yep. Um, My work experience. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's scared of animals. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's it, guys. These are our final thoughts, believe it or not, and they've gone on for a bit longer than expected. Um, next week, I've got to mention it. Next week is episode 158. Please join us. It will just be me and the gorgeous Glenn, our long, our long-time friend and uh, friend of the show. Um, he and I are going to be doing an off-the-leash episode. And what I mean by that is um, there's no rules, really. We actually had a bit of a chat on the weekend. There will be some rules, which we'll get into when we, when we talk to you next week. But really, it's an open slather. We're, we're, talk, we're not going to hold back. Um, I think sometimes a little bit, I think uh, I keep myself, m- me personally, I keep myself in check a little bit. Um, not, not really for just Big Woz, because Big Woz is a, what would you say? Sick bird. <laughs> yeah. I'd say you're mildly more conservative than what I yes. am. And I think you worry, or maybe not worry, you're not sleepless with it, but you think more what the audience are going to make of us with some of the topics and, and discussions we have. Mm. Whereas I, I think I am more like that because of you. I think you, which is a good thing, you put the reins on me a little bit, you know? I'd say I'm like that overall, but I probably am on the podcast slight. It, it probably comes across a little bit more so, yes. Yeah, because... I, I think, think more naturally that way anyway. I think you... off the podcast, you are a little bit more freeform and oh. you you don't mind. When you're amongst friends, you yeah. know, you'll let loose even more, yeah. which is which is why I do that as well. But I think you're, you hold back a little bit more on the podcast yeah. than, than what I do. Yes. Um, and what I'm saying is next week, there's no real hold back except mm. for some certain rules. Like, we're not going to get personal about anyone that we know or anything like yeah, that, you yeah. know, that kind of stuff. And some other things as well that I'll talk about next week. But really, yeah, it's... It's, it's interesting that you have to put rules in place <laughs> yeah. to keep you... <laughs> yeah. and the, Just enough. I think... I think Disrespectful. What it, <laughs> what it was, though, yeah. I got thinking about it and I thought, I love Glenn, right? And as much as I can push the boundaries, I think... He will even more, yes. just more naturally, because he's not thinking about the listeners. He's just thinking about me and making me laugh and me making him yes. laugh. Yes. So I don't, I don't think he's as conscious of the audience. So he'll just go bang, you know, yeah. which is brilliant. But that's why I started thinking, okay, we better. But when I brought up the couple of things with him, he goes, yeah. oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, of course not. So, yeah. so he does have a moral compass. <laughs> So very much looking forward to that one. Uh, make you, make sure you join us, uh, episode 158, next week. Um, but, yeah, as for 157, hope you've enjoyed it. If you've enjoyed it, please go and uh, rate us somewhere on Spotify or whatever. Uh, or if you don't want to do that, tell your friends, tell your family about it, spread the word, spread the love. Fly on the Wall podcast is fucking brilliant and here to stay. Be good to yourselves and be good to your sheep. Yeah, your pigs, <laughs> I was waiting for that. Your chickens, your cows. And of course, those lovely 
sumptuous goats. How do you execute a goat? Do you have to cut their throat as well? See, a goat, I wouldn't because I've, I've got an affinity with goats. Oh, goat the is goat the Capricorn is symbol. Um, I am the year of the goat in the Chinese calendar. Um, and I talk about, I bring up goats in some form or another every single episode, mm. whether it's just saying be, be good, good to, to your goats. Yeah. yeah. I'd be curious to listen to people that actually have a goat mm. that listen to this podcast. Yeah. Because when Luke says, be good to your goats. That triggers them. They're outside. I want to know. They cut yeah. switches yeah. and beating the fuck out oh, of Oh, well, goats. I was hoping they might be like singing a little ode to them or nah, something. No, they're, they're so riled up from the episode. They're, right. Fuck that Luke and fucking Big Was, and they run outside and cut themselves a switch right. and whack that fucking goat to fucking death. Okay, well, I'm here to. I'm going to remind you today yeah. to be good to your goats. Please. Toodles! <laughs> <laughs>